Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. The White House released a plan for eliminating greenhouse gas emissions from transportation. Conducting research to help aid this decarbonization plan are University of Wisconsin researchers. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. Tim Donahue, director of the Great Lakes Bioenergy Research Center, says their work started in 2007 and it will take years of additional research to reach a point of producing enough advanced biofuels, but he knows that we can get there. So the things that we are working on at the University of Wisconsin are projects that would allow us to make transportation fuels with lower net greenhouse gas emissions. And the way we would do that is to use excess crop material, non-food crop material, as the source of those fuels as replacements or supplements to fossil fuels. How are you conducting the research? Can you take me through maybe some research trials, how long you're doing them or have been doing them, and any results so far? Take me through what that really looks like. So the biggest project that is going on at the University of Wisconsin is a DOE-funded project that's one of their bioenergy research centers, and it's called Great Lakes Bioenergy. And we look at the whole process of decarbonization of the transportation sector. Everything from what crops we would grow, how we can make them more productive, how they above ground, how we can stimulate root development so that they store more carbon below ground, where we would grow them in the United States on acreage that would not interfere with food production so-called energy cropland, and then how would we process those materials and make fuels and actually chemicals out of as much of a ton of biomass that would appear at a refinery gate as possible. So it's everything from field trials to deconstruction to make juices from the crops to fermentations to convert those juices into fuels and chemicals. How long have you guys been working on this research? So we have had funding from the U.S. Department of Energy since 2007. We're in our 16th year of funding. From that time from when you started until now, what kind of results or key findings have you acquired? So as a university center, we track our progress in a variety of ways. We've published over 2,500 papers. We've filed over 250 patent applications that have led to 100 licenses and five startup companies. Some of those licenses have gone to major industrial firms. We've also trained over 1,000 young scientists that are out there in the workplace, hopefully will be the leaders in this field tomorrow. The key findings include everything from how to modify the cell walls of plants to make them easier to process without having a negative impact on the yield to new ways to deconstruct that material that has a lower energy and cost input 
so that the processing of the biomass would be more cost effective to new systems to make fuels that could be upgraded to mix with jet fuel to be sustainable aviation and new way and new chemical products that we could make out of the biomass that shows up at the refinery. In this research, you guys have been utilizing switchgrass. Can you explain why switchgrass and how does harvesting that switchgrass really work? So switchgrass is one of our targeted energy crops. We're also evaluating poplar and something called energy sorghum that could be grown in certain parts of the country and used as a feedstock. We have a lot of interest in switchgrass for a variety of reasons. It's a very productive crop that can be grown on acreage in different climate regions in the United States, everywhere from the Gulf of Mexico up through the north central region in Wisconsin. It's a productive crop. It's a perennial crop, which means it comes back every year without the need for a farmer to put a lot of fertilizer or pesticide on the ground. So it's energy input from fertilizer use and it's environmental input from putting pesticides in the soil and creating runoffs in the groundwater is very low. There are decades old techniques to harvest switchgrass that are deployed around the world. What is the real impact that this research has or what vehicles can even use this new fuel based on this research? So we are targeting fuels that I would call drop-in or multi-engine fuels that would replace the hydrocarbons that we currently get from a barrel of oil. And these would be fuels that could be used in the aviation sector with trying to produce material compounds that would be sustainable aviation fuels. They would be fuels that could be used in marine and shipping diesel engines. And they would be fuels that would replace the gasoline in an automobile. How much emissions will be reduced or compared to the cars that are on the road? So these will be clean burning fuels. They will still release CO2 because anytime you burn a fuel in an engine, you're going to release CO2. But the CO2 that's produced during the combustion will be CO2 that came from the plants that we grew the previous year. They would not be CO2 that's coming from fossil fuels buried underground for millions of years. So we're basically recycling the carbon, taking it out of the atmosphere, storing it in green plants in one growing season, and then making fuel out of it and producing it back into the atmosphere. So the net greenhouse gas emissions from these types of fuels are much lower than from fossil fuels. The other thing that we're very keenly aware of is how to make fuels that burn cleanly so that we do not introduce other pollutants into the environment that create health and other greenhouse gas impacts as a process of burning these fuels. There are some advanced biofuels that are already being produced. So why is this work that you guys are doing still so important? A widely used biofuel is ethanol that's generated from starch. 
And we are not working on producing ethanol from any of the crops that we're analyzing. Ethanol can currently only be used in automotive engines. We're working on fuels that will be able to be used in jet engines, shipping and naval diesel, and automotive engines to replace the hydrocarbons, not to replace the ethanol that's in there. The ethanol that's currently made and used in your automotive engine comes from starch, which is a food-grade plant material. We are working on processes that use non-food-grade plants and non-food-grade material, the so-called lignocellulosic or non-edible parts of plants that we would grow specifically on acreage that is not used or not suitable for food production in the United States. How can these research results and the knowledge gained be applied for other renewable resources? So if you think about what we're doing, we're taking organic juices from non-food crops and converting them into fuels and chemicals. States like Wisconsin and others in the United States have a large reservoir of organic residues that are produced from growing animals, animal manure, processing of dairy products into milk or cheese or yogurt. And there are other programs that were starting on the University of Wisconsin campus funded by other agencies to see what we can do to take those abundant renewable raw materials from the dairy industry and convert them into fuels and chemicals. By doing that, we think we can generate extra value for farmers. We can generate jobs in communities that are going to be close to where those residues are made. And that's good for rural communities throughout the United States. I'm very excited about what we're doing. I think it has an enormous potential. I think it will take some time until we are driving cars or flying on planes to a college bowl game or a Super Bowl game or a World Series game. But I think we will get there. That was Tim Donahue, director of the Great Lakes Bioenergy Research Center. To learn more about their research, go to glbrc.org. From the Midwest Pharma Port, I'm Charity Seebecker.